Welcome to A Style and Social, the podcast. I am your host, Ellie Blakeney, and I am a business coach for new upcoming entrepreneurs and influencers who want to grow their brand, maximize their income, and stop hustling. I am so excited to share today's episode with you, so let's dive straight in. Welcome to the podcast, Jade. I am so excited to have you here today. Obviously, I know a little bit about you already, but for those listening, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me, by the way. I'm super excited to be here. Um, So yeah, my name is Jade Beeson. I am a YouTuber and I'm a creator coach. So I kind of started my journey with this brand about a year and four months ago, which is wild. So about a year and a half ago now. And it started with a YouTube channel where I was just sharing tips and tricks for fellow creators, business owners, influencers, just helping them kind of level up their online presence, you know, start and create profitable businesses, that kind of stuff. And it started off as just like a fun thing I was doing on the side. I had other businesses at the time. I was also working full time. So it was very much like a fun side project. And then it started to take off and people started to ask for various services. And that just kind of led me to create this whole business and this whole brand where you know, I have a membership club and I offer various services now and I do YouTube pretty much full time. So yeah, that is me. That's what I do. And that's what I've been doing for a while now. Amazing. I love that so much. And how did you actually balance when you were working full time and then creating this on the side? How, what did that look like? Oh my God, it was not easy. (laughs) It was not easy. And I very much overstretched myself. I, you know, very much experienced burnout. Um, I think, the main way I was able to balance it, and I say this lightly because I did experience burnout, so how well was I really balancing it, really, in hindsight? Um, but what I was doing was just batching, and I still do that a lot now, but batching was my life. Like, I didn't really do much on the weekends because I was so busy running all these various side hustles. And I would spend, like, my whole Saturday just creating content and then my whole Sunday scheduling content, and that was, like, it for the week. I also used to wake up at, like, 5 a.m., which I kind of do sometimes now just because I'm like a morning person. I'm one of those really annoying people. Um, (laughs) But I used to wake up at like five and then I would work until I had to start my job. And then I'd work a bit after that, but I wouldn't, you know, it's one of those things where I think it was a necessary evil. It got me to where I am today. So I'm not going to pretend like it was a terrible thing and that no one else should do it. But I will just say, you know, it was really tough. And as I mentioned, I definitely did burn out, which forced me to, review my life and then eventually quit my job and do this full time so yeah yeah 100% and I was the same I think I used to be so obsessed with my work that I didn't feel like work so then I feel like you burn out so much easier oh yeah yeah not even realizing (laughs) yeah it's like it's a hobby yeah Yeah. it's a hobby and then it was like it took my other half constantly had to be like all right even now he's like you're working it's a Sunday but I don't even realize because I'm just like on my laptop on YouTube and like playing around with stuff and he's like no no that's work (laughs) you've got to stop it (laughs) I think so many like especially online entrepreneurs struggle with that though because I think as well like I watch a lot of YouTube just for like leisure so then when I'm actually like then I'm watching a video like oh how to grow Instagram or how to grow (laughs) actually this is work like I need to stop yeah Um, yeah yeah so relate to you on that do you have any tips actually because I know there's quite a lot of people listening that are like working full-time obviously you mentioned batching but what did that really look Mm. like did you have like I know you said you did it on like a Saturday so did you just like Mm. film everything then was there any like planning to that what did that look like 
Yeah, so I'm always, when it comes to batching effectively, in my opinion, the most important thing is being super organized and prepared for it because, and I learned this the hard way. Sometimes I would sit down and think, okay, I've got, I've got my whole Saturday, so I'm just going to create some content. That doesn't work. You have to have made sure you've done the ideation before you sit down to create the content, because otherwise you just sit down and end up on TikTok for inspiration for like five hours of your day <laughs> before you've gotten to the point where you actually know the content you create. So something that I teach to a lot of my members now is to really ensure that you've prepared and you've prepared to the point where if it's YouTube, you have a script, you've got your prompts or you've got your shot list. So all the different like um, scenes you're capturing, that's all there. If it's TikTok, you've got a full list of all the TikToks you're creating. If you're inspired by certain TikToks, you've saved them. If you're using certain audio, you've saved those and you've written down what audio you're using for which piece of content. And same with Reels. Like if you're going to sit down and batch a lot of Reels, con sorry, Instagram, if you're going to sit down and batch a lot of Instagram content and create like graphics and stuff, then you have to make sure you've already written out all of the copy what's going on those graphics you know you've got to literally prepare up until that point and once I got in a good habit of doing that it meant that I was able to spend a day batching and I would sometimes because I had other businesses I would batch about three months in advance worth of content for my other businesses because I had gotten in such a good habit of like batching and creating content so yeah that's insane to be three months ahead yeah. of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no it yeah. definitely does help I used to as well like when I used to work at the supermarket I used to pre-record all my stuff so I'd be like walking to my shift at work and I could upload like everything I'd pre-record um, yeah I love it yeah no love those tips really really great tips and let's talk about your membership the creators club right mm. tell us about yes. <laughs> yes the creators club oh the creators club is my baby you know when you create something and I'm sure you relate to this and you're just like why have I not done this sooner to be yeah. fair it didn't take me that long to create it but it, I do feel like I should have done this years ago yeah. um so the creators club um where it basically came from and where the idea came from was two two places one place was my audience anything I create I create because someone's or people are asking me for it. That is the beauty of having such a vocal audience like I have. Like if they want something, they'll be like, hey, can you do this please? Um, so they usually are the inspiration behind anything that I create. So people were quite literally asking me for some form of community or membership. But also, and this is one of the biggest reasons why I started my channel and this brand in the first place, specifically when it comes to creators, I spent like eight years working in marketing. And during that time, I had a really cool job. I was working with like huge brands, like one, as an example, like Estee Lauder, that was one of my old clients. And I would help them partner with influencers, celebrities, sometimes like football clubs, like partnership strategy, basically. And as part of that journey, I spent a lot of time literally hiring creators for huge brands. And then when I had my own brand, I was then hiring creators to promote my brand. And when I was kind of consuming content on YouTube, I was a bit like, that's a really fresh perspective here that I can give. And I thought, well, I feel like I want to be able to do this in a more efficient way and to be able to offer a certain level of assistance that I just wasn't able to offer through things like my YouTube content. And it just felt like that was the perfect fit. People were asking for it. And I felt like I had the information and the capacity to produce it. So 
that was kind of why I created it. And what it kind of looks like now is it's a membership with about 270 people. I've had it for about four months, so it's still fairly new, um, but it involves a bunch of different things. So when you join the club, you get access to a whole host of masterclasses that I've already created, things like how to pick and pivot your niche, like algorithms, stuff like that. And then I release new masterclasses every month. Um, I do live Q and A's, group coaching, prizing, giveaways, audits, all of that stuff. And then you know, people are also part of this really amazing private Facebook community as well. So everyone just helps each other out. Um, and I also give people like a list of brands who are hiring. So I use like my connections to tell them which brands are hiring and stuff like that. So yeah, it's been a journey. It's been a whirlwind, um, but it's been amazing so far. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And I feel like the brand perspective is so important because a lot of people, especially when you're just like brand new to influencing or you're brand new to mm. content creation, you don't know the kind of like ins and out of working with brands and where to find those brands. Yeah. I think that is yeah so so key and especially you've got all the kind of background there so it just makes sense um yeah. but yeah no my audience is the same I feel like if if they want something they let me know <laughs> Be like, yeah yeah do this um but yeah so so handy so if someone is listening right now and they're perhaps feeling into creating their business or maybe creating even a membership for their business mm. what are kind of the first steps they need to take obviously they might not have an audience right now saying like we want this so what would be your advice for them yeah yeah I mean my overall advice would be if you really want to do this then 100% do it because for me creating a membership was the best thing that I've done it's the fate it's my favorite thing that I've done since I've started this business but to be honest it's probably the favorite thing I've done in my career if I'm being honest it's very fulfilling however there are some some things to consider when you're starting a membership so when you're starting a membership without the audience the one thing to bear in mind is that you can start the membership and it can grow with you. Like that is completely something you can do. Right. And that's often quite nice um, because it means that you've always got a service or an offering to offer your audience as you grow. So that's a really nice way to do things. However, the amount of work that it takes to run a membership kind of stays the same regardless of how big the membership is <laughs> so the amount of work it takes to run a membership for 200 people is the same amount of work it would take for me to run a membership for 10 but obviously from a business perspective the money you're getting back from it is drastically different so if you're going to start a membership before you have the audience one thing to just remember is that you're not going to see the financial reward or payback for a little while. It's going to take a little while before you're like, okay, actually the money I'm making justifies the amount of time that I'm spending. It's just something that you've got to like accept from the beginning. So there is that, but it is definitely worth it in the long while. And then in terms of like the steps I recommend people taking, I recommend the first thing you do is validate the idea. So really think about, okay, what is the value of this membership? Like, what is the purpose of it? What do people get in return for joining this membership? And that could be anything. Like it's a lot of people think these types of products are only for like people within our niche where we do coaching when actually it's not. Like, for example, if you were in the fashion niche, you could start a membership and the purpose or the value of your membership is just that you make buying and finding pieces for yourself easier. You know, you send curated lists of outfits every week, like that could be a membership. So spend some time figuring out what the value offering is and then ask some people who you think are your ideal target market and ask them what they think about it. And if you don't have the audience yet, use your friends, use your family, go in Facebook groups, you know, the free like communities, go in there and just ask people, you know, um, validate your, your idea so that you're like, okay, I know that this is good. It's valuable and people would be willing to join. 
once you've done that, the rest of it kind of comes a little bit easier. There's, you've got to sit down and map out what you're actually going to be producing, what the type of content is and all that kind of stuff. And then you want to make sure you've got at least one month's worth of content ready up front, even more if you can do. And then once you've done that, it's just about launching. And I mean, we could be here for four hours if I speak about launching. That's like a whole other thing. Um, but those are like the main steps. But yeah, the main the main thing I would say is be aware that, you know, it's going to be a lot of work and you might not get the financial gain straight away. And that's OK. And then the other thing is just make sure you validated what your value is. Yeah, 100 percent. And I think that's the great thing with memberships is that you can help such a large amount of people mm. yet for us on a business perspective it's also really scalable in terms of profit as you yeah. can get more members in the door like you said it's not really much extra work on kind of like your end running the membership um yeah, totally. yeah I love what you said about if you're like a, if you're a fashion influencer or a mm-hmm. personal stylist you could run a fashion related membership because I have a client who was literally playing around with the idea and we had the same conversation and it was kind of like well why can't you start it like why not yeah there's just it's just yeah. a different structure rather than doing it as a kind of like a call or an ebook yeah. you do it inside a membership and you can serve multiple yeah. people um yeah, yeah. i love That's that really eye-opening amazing yeah i um, love that and i feel like um just on that because i was doing some reading about this earlier you know just like the general creator economy and like the direction it's going in and that's something what i really believe in with my content and the membership and stuff but like there are just so many opportunities for creators now, like so many more than ever, even if you're not thinking about creating your own product, even when you look at how social networking sites now treat their creators and how committed they are to create all these funds and to pay them. And like the tide is changing and we're kind of moving towards almost like an influencer or creator 2.0 type of world where there are so many more opportunities for people just to like go out there and start doing their own stuff and release products and it does not matter what niche you're in like there is a way to come up with these type of service offerings regardless of the niche um and I think the sooner people realize that like the sooner they really start to make take advantage of all those opportunities so yeah that's so exciting to hear that you're one of your clients is thinking of doing that because I think that's such a great idea yeah 100% and I think that's the thing isn't it is literally anyone could start content creating anyone could start a business Mm. online um and I know there's a lot of people that listen to the podcast and they're maybe feeling into starting it maybe they're like a creator at the moment but they're Mm. feeling into monetizing it and creating almost like a business um so I think this episode will be really really helpful for them but have you had any kind of like challenges or obstacles come up along the way either when you were creating the membership or even now running the membership Yeah. Yes. Yes, I definitely have. Um, (laughs) So I think this is a, it's a classic like business owner trap that we tend to fall into is sometimes we can underestimate our ideas and give ourselves like small goals. And the problem, like my goal, so my goal was a hundred members when I launched. And to me, that was like a real push. And there was some mindset stuff that I've in looking, looking back, I hadn't worked for at the time, but I had some mindset stuff where even that I didn't really believe that that's what I was going to be able to get right now. And I was ignoring signs, which would have clearly told me that that would have been achievable. You know, like the response I was getting from my audience, like if I was being smart about it, I would have known that that would have been achievable, but I wasn't. So because I had this goal of a hundred and then because in my head, I was even thinking "Hmm, more like 50. um, (laughs) What happened was that I set everything up on the back end to, you know, work for a membership of 50 people. So I didn't have like all these admin and, you know, SOPs which are standard operating processes for anyone who's listening who doesn't know I didn't have all of those things set up I was like oh well if someone 
you know, skip, like misses their payment and their payment fails, I'll just do all the admin and I'll sort it and I'll email them and I'll update the spreadsheet and I'll do all that stuff. Oh, if someone can't find their password, then I'll do like, I just thought I'd do it and it wouldn't be that difficult. So when I hit 200, I was like, great. And immediately I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I can't do this. Like there's so much admin what goes in the back end. And I had like, it's, it's, it's my main offering. It's my main program, but I still have a YouTube and I still have all these other things that I have to manage. And suddenly I was like, oh my God, I don't have the time to like do all the back end stuff. So that was a problem. I'm definitely past that now. I've got my sister on board and she does all of that for me and she's amazing. So thank God for that. But it took me months to get to that point um so that was one big thing that I definitely think I struggled with quite a lot um and then what else I feel like another thing that is tough with memberships is it, it is a bit of a content beast mm. um and it depends on the type of membership that you run but mine is quite a content beast it requires a lot of stuff and I'm quite close to the content I create and because I launched this membership off the back of my personal brand I know how important it is for me to be the one to be creating the content um so it's not going to be like a passive thing you know it's not a passive income solution it requires you to really create a lot of stuff and I because I came up with the idea and then launched it four weeks later because that's just what I'm like if I think an idea is good I'm like I need to do it now <laughs> it just meant that I only had like one month's worth of content prepped and in a way it was good because I could be a lot more fluid I can see what my audience wanted and I could react to it which I still do now but I was definitely a bit like oh god all the admin all the content and I've still got the rest of the business to run like it suddenly became quite overwhelming so there's definitely some learns to some lessons to be learned from that and um, it all worked out in the end but yeah it was a tough like the first month was tough <laughs> yeah 100 I think that's the thing isn't it sometimes we don't realize how much we have to do when we think of a new idea and like you say mm. you've got the YouTube channel you've got your Instagram and it's almost like this balance of working in the business as well as working on the business yeah something was like a big thing for me in my like second year of business I was like I'm not actually working on the business I'm just working yeah. in the business with clients so finding that balance and then creating the content because that's what's mm. going to ultimately introduce new people into your world um yeah. yeah I think that's so key such an important lesson yeah. has there been any other like what would you say is your number one lesson um mm. on your whole journey with creating your business so far yeah that's a really good question I think my biggest lesson that I've learned and I attribute this to the success of the business completely is to always keep your audience like front and center of everything that you do so from the beginning I've had like a very audience centric business model and that has been like very much a result of me studying marketing and working marketing for so long like when you're involved in that world everything you are creating is based on your audience I would spend days and days just analyzing audiences like that was such a big part of my job so I always kind of had that approach and I really think that has carried this business to the point where it's at completely because when it was just a YouTube channel and I was just creating content on there and Instagram everything I was I was creating I was doing because I knew it was something what my audience needed help with I was listening to what they wanted I was researching what they wanted and that's what I was creating all the way up until now where I'm releasing products and services and that is quite literally based on what my audience is asking for and even more recently I released a survey for the creators club for all the members last week where I was just like tell me you know what would you like to see do, done differently what new things would you like and I think it's that commitment to consistently serving your audience because 
the more they win, the more you win. In fact, if they don't win at all, then you won't. <laughs> that is literally the, the essence of a successful business. So the more you focus on that, the better. And it also not only leads to your business growing, but in my opinion, leads to you living such a fulfilling career. Because suddenly like you're getting messages every day, whether on the group or privately, just from people being like, this membership has changed my life or your YouTube video did this or your email did this to me. And it is the most fulfilling feeling in the world. Like there's nothing like it. So yeah, that's definitely been my biggest lesson. 100%. And that is the best part of business. And like, I literally did stories about this over the weekend and it's like, it's not even about the, um, like that's all the benefits that come with a business, right? Like the financial freedom, mm. the time freedom, all the things, but getting a message from someone to say like, Gloria, yeah. your video has just like changed everything for me. That's the part, like that yeah. is the missing piece to yeah. businesses. And that's the thing that lights us up, I guess. And it makes you keep going because yeah. you know that your content is helping people. And yeah. I love that so much. And we've of course got to talk about Instagram's new update with the subscriptions. So what are your thoughts on this? I'd love Ooh. to hear your thoughts. <laughs> Where do I start? So I think it's a very tactical thing for Instagram to do. I get why they've done it. It's very smart. Whoever came up with the idea of Instagram, like it's probably getting promoted. It's a very <laughs> smart move. What they've done though, and this is, I always see it from a creator's perspective, is what they've done is they've allowed you to monetize your presence in another way. Great, right? It's important not to get blinded by that because what that also means is that you will potentially be starting a new income stream what only lives on Instagram. And when it comes to diversifying your income streams and stuff like that, that doesn't just mean having different services. It also means being across other platforms, right? Because we all know that Instagram and Facebook went down. However, I can't remember when that was now, fairly recently. Um, but even that aside, because realistically, that's not going to happen very often. And, you know, they're not just going to go away forever. But moving that aside, there's other drawbacks to kind of building your business on one platform, especially on a platform like Instagram, even things like customer service. Like I run my membership on a platform called Kajabi. And when something goes wrong and trust me, it will go wrong. Things go wrong all the time. Tech issues happen all the time. I can just open up a chat function and speak directly to someone and it will get fixed in an hour. If something goes wrong on Instagram, you just have to sit there and pray and <laughs> hope that someone's going to fix it. Because even when you report it, there's a very small chance that it's going to get fixed. If it does get fixed, it won't be for a while. So just it's important to think of all those things when you decide to open a new revenue stream, which specifically lives on one specific platform. Right. So there's that element to it. Also, the people who will see success from Instagram subscriptions are people who have fans. It is people who like I use a few different terms when I'm referring to people's audience. So you have like your kind of standard followers and they're people who are following you because they like your content. Right. And then you have like deeper followers who I like to call advocates and they're people who like love your content. And also they love you and they like talk about your content and they share your content. Those are like like your essence of a, of a good channel right but then there's like a deeper level and they're your fans and a lot of people don't have fans you know Beyonce has fans Lady Gaga has fans <laughs> most of us don't have fans like those are people who will follow you to the end of the earth like they love everything that you do those are the people who will pay 9.99 a month to see your extra story 
Okay, most people aren't going to pay to see that. So I think it's really important that you think about, okay, how deep is my connection with my audience for me to want to start this Instagram subscription service? And if you don't feel like it's deep enough, then spend some time now because it's not released to everyone yet. And I don't think it will be for a while, but spend some time now just reaching out to your audience and building a deeper connection so that when the time comes, you actually have some people who are more like advocates or who are more like fans who are more likely to actually, you know, subscribe to your to your channel um and then there's one final thing as well well actually there's loads of things but another final thing to go alongside with that just so that I don't carry on talking about it for the next four hours um is the importance of like having a clear value offering and it's what I related back to when I was thinking about memberships the same thing applies here you can't just start an Instagram subscription service and just say hey subscribe pay me money every month and you're going to see like an extra story it's not enough. You've got to know what exactly your, your audience are going to get and also why that is so valuable. Like, why should they pay for that? If you don't know, then they're definitely not going to know, right? You've got to know why your this content you're going to be creating is worth their hard-earned money. Um, so all of that being said, obviously I've said that in a very negative tone. It's not, it's not that. I just think that there are so many things to consider before you get started and that's the beauty I suppose of them announcing it and it not being released yet that now everyone can think about these things and get their house in order so that when it is released you know they can really make the most of it and really hit the ground running so it's a great opportunity for people I just want to make sure everyone kind of bears these few things in mind before they like dive headfirst into it you know yeah, 100%. I love the idea of like advocates and fans. Like that's such a good way to like in my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> remember it. But yeah, I love that so much. And I feel like I can think of certain people in my audience who would be like the advocates or the yeah. fans. Um, yeah. And also, yeah, what you said about Instagram, like putting all of your eggs in one basket, essentially. Mm. So true. So I actually lost my Instagram account back in. Oh, no. And I still haven't got it back. And it's said about the customer service. It was literally the same. I've sent off all the forms, tried to like email them, haven't heard anything back from them. So I just started a brand new account. Um, And I think that is one of the major flaws with Instagram is that they are literally, you can't contact them. Like it just doesn't happen. Um, I'm very lucky. So yeah, that's definitely a big, a big, big thing to consider. Mm. Um, Yeah. How did you lose your account? Was it hacked? No. So I wake up, right? (laughs) I'm like... About to go to BM with my friend, love a BM trip. Um, and I check my phone, it's like your Instagram account's been disabled. Tell us if we've made a mistake. I'm there, like, have made a mistake. Like, where's my account? Um, so yeah. I'm like, okay, cool, I'll do that. Um, hopefully I get my account back and it'll be fine. Like, go on my normal day, hear nothing. Then I had an email and it was like, um, send us a picture with like a code basically proving that it's you sent my ID, did all of that heard nothing back then I was doing the forms throughout like September some of October and I'll be honest I just kind of gave up because I was like yeah. I'm literally not hearing anything back and the time and energy I'm putting into trying mm. to get my account back because we need energy to grow this new one um, yeah and I was lucky because it was my personal account so I still had style and social and I had right. like an email list I had all of the other things yeah. to talk so it wasn't it didn't really affect the business but I think that mm. first initial thing was like shit mm. This that's so scary that's why it's so important like you say to be diversifying the platforms mm. that you're on and making sure you're not just on instagram it's yeah important. Um, yeah totally yeah you just never know there's no no you don't i mean clearly <laughs> and it's gone um, oh my gosh yeah <laughs> crazy um but yeah 
it's an interesting one. And I think just for anyone listening, I don't want to like scare someone and be like, oh, your Instagram account's going to get removed because like the chances of it happening are probably really slim. And I had that account for a good few years before it randomly disappeared. But with that being said, do exactly like what Jade said, make sure you're on different platforms so that you're building your business in a way that is fully, fully sustainable. Um, So Jade, for those listening today, how can everyone get involved with the Creators Club? Where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram or on YouTube. My name's Jade Beeson, so J-A-D-E-B-E-A-S-O-N. And to join the Creators Club or to find more information, read testimonials, all of that good stuff, it's jadebeeson.com forward slash the Creators Club. Amazing. And I will pop all of Jade's links in the show notes. I wanted to ask, actually, I just thought of another question. Have you had any crazy like success stories from the membership or like a crazy bit of feedback? Yeah, so um, it's funny because I'm actually going through the process of like gathering new testimonials now. Um, but we've got because we've got the private Facebook community and everyone's encouraged to like share their wins and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so in the beginning, what was wild is I'd done a masterclass to launch it. I was getting some wins just from the masterclass. So I was getting people like joining the masterclass, which I still have available on my website, um, free masterclass, and then coming from that and being like, oh, my favorite brands just reposted my image, like I just got a brand partnership like just from the masterclass so that was very reassuring and then since then there's been a load of different stuff so I've had people like who are quite novice or in beginners land their first great paid brand partnership which is amazing all the way through to other people who have been working with brands for a while um negotiating higher fees because I give people complete access to how you should be charging and that kind of stuff and most people undercharge um all the way through to people who work with brands and didn't need help with that but actually wanted to diversify their income so starting their own membership clubs and creating reoccurring revenue that way um and yeah so it's been like a whole like range of different wins and stuff and we do like monthly challenges and stuff like that so people who have never gone live before I've done a challenge to go live and they were like I went live for the first time people collaborating with others within the group so it's been amazing like I feel like yeah every single day if not every week there are people being like I just did this for the first time or I just made this amount of money or I've just done this so it's been really cool (laughs) incredible I love that so much thank you so much for coming on the podcast today Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you have enjoyed listening, be sure to let us know by leaving a five-star review on iTunes or sharing and tagging us on your Instagram stories at Style and Social. Keep on killing it.